And welcome back, everybody, to Double Down with Breslow, where we cover everything in the world of sports betting. And we've got the type of person that I love having on this show, a true innovator, inventor, uh, entrepreneur, uh, seeing a wide open space here and, and finding a lane in it. And that is the co-founder and CEO of WagerWire, Zach Doctor, coming all the way from Los Angeles, California, to join our program. We should have gotten together over beers and did this together, Zach. I'm, I'm probably just down the street from you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Definitely. We should uh, we should definitely rain check those beers and do them another time. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a, a plan. What part of town are you in? I'm in Culver City. Yeah. That's pretty close. I'm Palisades. So. Oh, very uh, nice. Oh, yeah. Head, oh, yeah. head down. Head down the 10 and you'll 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 find me pretty easily. So I wanted to start this with you just kind of telling the story as to how you came up with the idea and, and founded this company, because before WagerWire, uh, you had never worked in the sports betting industry at all. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I had been a sports better uh, for a while. And so that's really that's good background. Yeah, that's really where it came from, right? As like we, I wasn't necessarily sitting around being like, what business could I start in the sports betting industry? It really came from um you know wanting to use a product like this myself and for everyone who's just learning about WagerWire WagerWire is a marketplace for active sports bets so it's like a secondary market for your bets think like a StubHub or a StockX or even like a Robinhood uh but for your bet so now with our system you'll be able to place a bet before the game or early in the season and then you'll actually be able to sell out of that at a fair price we're creating this two-sided exchange around sports bets after you had placed them um, and that's really the origin story. I had placed a bet before the game kicked off a few years ago. Um, it was a Packers game. My roommate at the time, who's now one of my co-founders, Travis Geiger came into the, came into the house late from work and, you know, the line had already moved. It was the second quarter of the game. Uh, I had gotten the, you know, the line before the game and he didn't want to take the live line. He wanted to ride the same action as me. So he just Venmoed me 50 bucks at the time. Uh, and then we settled up afterwards, but it had, a, it gave us this light bulb moment. You know, that's kind of like a social use case where you could ride a bet with your friend. But when you really pull that thread and start thinking about a way to transact bets and be able to trade them like an asset class, that's, that was where the light bulb moment really happened. And we started working on this. I think I was going all the way back to 2019 when we had that, when we had that idea. Mm -hmm. So, in that particular instance, we were just talking about your standard bet on the game. Game is halfway through and, um, you know, you offer to sell a guy in action. Things could be going well for you or not going well. Obviously, the value of your bet changes throughout the course of a game. But it's my understanding that WagerWire has been is kind of more focused on longer term bets. For instance, if you had a bet on over under as far as number of games a team would win in the season or whether they're going to make it to the Super Bowl or what have you. Yeah. So I think that those type of bets are really perfect for our system because you do have more time. I'm actually holding one right now that would be a perfect wager wire bet is I bet uh, 20 bucks on the Cincinnati Reds to win the National League Central Division which before the season seemed like a crazy idea. They were projected to be in last place. I got them at plus 6,000 odds, which means my 20 bucks will win 1,200 if it hits. Now we're at the all-star break. They're literally in first place of the division. Um, they beat, they're beating out the Brewers, the Cubs, like everyone who expected to be ahead of them. But what do I do with that bet? It's a tricky bet to really risk manage because 
there's still four other teams in the division that could win. Um, so I would have to, if I wanted to hedge that out, traditionally, that's how you would try to kind of like lock in a profit is you bet on other teams, but what am I going to do? Bet on all four other teams and just kind of like try to lock it in that way. So with our system, you, I'd be able to sell that bet um, for a full fair market price. And actually we have a bet value calculator on our website that people could check out on wagewire.com. It's saying right now, since the odds on the Reds to win the division, it's all the way down to plus 115 now, um, that my bet's worth over 500 bucks, actually. So in this world where wager wires plug in with all the operators and you can kind of create this liquidity, it would just give me that optionality. I could even sell half of my bet if I wanted to. Um, I could just lock in a profit and let the rest ride. So those are really perfect bets for our system. But as we get this thing humming and there's more and more liquidity on it, you should be able to sell your bet at halftime, buy back into the third quarter and be able to trade game lines and over-unders and even player props and all those sorts of things too. Yeah, interesting. I, I mean, the comparison that comes to my head is to a stock. The, the value of a stock is constantly going up or down, um, basically based on supply and demand. Um, and the value of your wager is constantly changing, right? As soon as you bet that $110 to win 100 almost instantly if the line moves at all or whatever the value of that is changing right as the lines move then once the game starts now and now that we've got in-game betting you know you really can see how it how it changes but the value of that bet is going to be changing throughout the game and but there's just there's no way to cash in on that ticket until the end Unless so, so, so if we kept comparing it to stocks, we could compare it perhaps to stock options. You're holding a stock option and you have to wait till it matures in order to cash in on it. But of okay. course, because of the liquidity of the market, they allow you to trade options before that. So you can take advantage of the fact that I'm up or down on this option. You're basically adding that, giving a sports bet that feature. That's exactly right. I, I mean, I come from the finance world. That's what I was doing before this. Um, and so that's exactly how it clicked for me, especially you think of a futures bet on, you know, a team to win the Super Bowl. It's a lot like an out of the money call option that could be worth a lot if it hits, but it's, but its value is still fluctuating throughout the season. And then also even just throughout a game, right? As the probability of that bet winning goes up and down as the teams are scoring, your value of your bet is changing. And for the longest time, you, this industry, sports betting has just been a zero sum game, right? Like you either hold the bet to the end or, or you try to hedge it out or something like that. Um, now, you know, sports books have started offering this feature they call cash out that they've been rolling out where they'll actually offer a price to buy your bet back from you, like a forfeit price. Mm -hmm. um, but as we've been studying that very closely, they're not, you know, they have no incentive to really give you a fair price for what your bet is worth. Uh, and it's also an all or nothing decision and that you have to sell your entire bet. So our system really unlocks this whole new world of possibilities, right? Where you can jump in and out of the bet all season. You want your team goes on a run. You could just sell enough to get your initial hundred bucks back and then let the rest ride and have zero risk. So it creates like this new optionality, this new way to speculate for the sports mm -hmm. better. Let's talk about the one uh, getting out of your bet option and to what extent you guys are set up for that and, and what's being offered. Cause I, I hadn't heard about books offering that, but I can tell you as a sports better myself, you know, occasionally I'll place a bet on a game that let's say it's going to be, let's say it's a, it's an NFL game and I bet it on Friday and there's something 
I learn about or realize or what I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, why did I take the Rams in that game? I, I really, mm-hmm. I don't like what my thinking was on that. I wish I had taken the Packers and, but do I really want to like lay it off and bet? I just bet a hundred on the Rams or I want to bet 200 on the Packers in order to lay off. So what, what is out there right now? And, and how would you help someone in my situation like that? Yeah, that's exactly the kind of use case we're talking about because if the sports book is even offering you that buyback option, it's going to be at a heavy discount to what your thing's really worth. So you're going to end up eating a loss if you try to flip sides. If you want to go over the top and bet the other team, you're going to eat the big again, right? So you're kind of ending up just sacrificing that that fee to the sports book. So that's exactly what we're set up to do. Is you want to you're you know you get cold feet before the game even starts, you could flip out of it. Or the opposite, a lot of times better what betters are trying to do is get, you know, closing line value. They are they think the line's gonna move from three to three and a half throughout the week. And so you want to grab the three now before it goes to minus three and a half. When it does move, you're actually already in the money on your bet, technically, right? Because the market has moved to a different number. You got the better number. You could actually flip your bet, sell out of your bet, and make a profit without ever having to you know, take the risk into the game. So we're kind of creating like arbitrage opportunities like that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, you're, you're yeah. creating a, a speculation opportunity for someone. It's, it's, it, it's, it opens up a whole new area of betting, which is, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to look at those lines right when they come out, try to make a bet on what direction that line is going to move, you know, irrespective of who I think may win. Right. Instead, exactly. I'm really, I'm betting on the fact that I think that line is going to move so I can I can sell it later. Exactly, exactly. So it creates this kind of game within the game for savvier bettors who are already playing that game a little bit through like trying to get good value. Um, it also creates opportunities like think about March Madness. You know, Normally you would pick one or two teams who you would think is really going to go to the end. But now you don't, you know, the team doesn't actually have to win for you to make money if they just perform well. So you could bet on 12 teams uh, or 15 or 20 um, and then manage those as they kind of go through the first rounds of the tournaments. So it really does just turn what was once like a static asset into this dynamic thing that you control, that you can jump in and out of. And it it just creates all this new speculative activity. Mm -hmm. And that's also what... um, how it's going to just drive value for the whole ecosystem. Like we are actually also like a B2B company at our core. We partner with the sports books in order to provide this functionality. And what's in it for the sports books is exactly that. Like people are going to place bigger bets and riskier bets. And they might place 20 futures on March Madness instead of two or three, because they know that they can try to play them off each other. Um, and that's where this is just going to generate value for the entire ecosystem. We're talking about just growing the pie basically. Mm-hmm. Tell us how this calculator works that you said is on your website that instantly can calculate the present value of whatever your bet is. Yeah, exactly. So that's been live for a little bit now. You can go on there and check it out and you type in the bet that you place. So your original odds. So in my Reds example, I would put in, you know, the 20 bucks at plus 6,000 odds. And then you look up what the current odds for that same bet are. That's the other variable we need. And so that's the plus 115 right now for the red. So you plug that in and it'll spit out what your value, what the value of your bet is. Gotcha. Uh, so walk, walk us through that with with your bet. And and so your bet was a hundred to win six thousand, basically. Uh it was 20 to win twelve hundred. So at 20 to win twelve hundred. Yeah. And okay. then the other way to think about this is how much would a better today have to bet 
to win that same payout. So if a better walked up to the, to, you know, the uh, booth right now to place that same bet to win 1200 bucks, they'd have to bet 567 bucks. So you could think of that as the price someone would be willing to pay me for my bet. As long as I could beat that, basically, um, then that's where the secondary market would clear. Gotcha. So I could sell my bet to someone for 550 bucks. I get the benefit of being able to tap into this liquidity and they get a little discount to what you know they would be able to place that at with the sportsbook directly. Cool. All right, well, let's take our one and only break. And when we get back, let's figure out how you're gonna make money at this. It sounds like everybody understands the concept and you're definitely feeling a need. And, uh, and I'd love to hear the, the, the business side of it, of, of how you're gonna get rich off of this. We're talking to Zach Docker, co-founder of WagerWire. We'll be back right after this. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Hi, it's Lauren the Better, and you're listening to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network. And welcome back to Double Down with Breslow. We're talking to Zach Docker, co-founder and CEO of WagerWire. Uh, in the first part of the, the, the show, he's explained exactly what WagerWire does. Now walk us through exactly how you're implementing this, because clearly it, it doesn't strike me as something that would be its own website necessarily, that really you want to partner with the sports books and so that they can offer this. That's right. That's right. So our kind of path to distribution at scale is by partnering with the sports books uh, rather than trying to compete with them and come up with our own sports book where you can be trading in and out of bets. We'd rather go and partner with them and bring this as a new feature to their users where so we have an embeddable version of our technology. We have this marketplace technology kind of at the core of our business. It can be embedded directly inside a sports book app. And we have some partners that we're moving forward with on integrations right now. So then in that case, the user doesn't even have to have a WagerWire account. They're just playing with their sports book. Now they get this push notification that says, hey, we've got this cool new feature. You can sell your bets. Um, and so that's kind of the in-book implementation. And then we do have a WagerWire app that's in beta right now. It's actually um, in the app store right now that could be downloaded and uh, encourage people to check it out and start playing around with it. It's on a free-to-play basis at first. And then we're going to turn on the real money bet trading book by book and state by state. Um, but really, yeah, that's where our company is a B2B business at its core. And then we partner with the operators to enable this functionality. So if I'm to keep it simple, you know, I'm in a legal jurisdiction, I'm in New Jersey and I placed the bet on DraftKings 
and I'm looking at to lay it off, sell it, whatever you want to call it to someone else. Would the other person also have to be a DraftKings uh, player? That's right. That's right. So we're working our way up to the big uh, tier ones like DraftKings and FanDuel and everything. We have some affiliate relationships with them in the meantime, but once we get the trading turned on with them, um, that's exactly right. That's And that's also part of what's in it for the sportsbook. If I want to buy Breslow's bet because it's a great bet and I love the guy and I want to ride the action that he took, then I'm going to have to sign up for the sportsbook in order to complete that checkout. And so it is part of the customer acquisition funnel for the sportsbooks as well. So um, so you do have presently have an app and what is, what is that's wager wire if people want to download it. So what, what are they going to find right now with your app? Yeah. So in our app right now, it's got your portfolio tracking functionality. So you can go and you can sync your DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM and Caesars accounts, see all your bets in one place. You can sign up for the books that you don't have yet. If you're in a state that has legal sports betting and you haven't gotten all the bonuses yet, go in there, make sure you get all your free bonuses and then track all your bets and get the best price across them when you want to get a bet down. All of our content lives in there. So we haven't talked a ton about that yet today, but we have a whole media arm of our company. Um, where we're doing articles, podcasts, Twitter spaces, shows, videos, educational content. That all lives inside the app. And then as we get the integrations turned on with the books, we'll be able to start the trading where you can actually sell and buy the bets too. Are you are you saying that I can also see what all the various lines are that the, the different books are offering on your app? Yeah, we're turning that on shortly. So you get the, that's really what we're all about at WagerWire is like helping you be a better, better. Uh, that's kind of our slogan. So you'll be able to price comparison shop across the books. If, you know, in the future, once we have the trading turn on, if you, there might be a better price at a sports book than we even have on the secondaries, you know, then we'll recommend you do that. You have our calculator in there. Uh, basically, it's just a lot of tools and utility for the betters right now. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, a nice service right there. You know, we don't have it legal in California yet, so I'm not really familiar with how it works, but, but, you know, I got, my brother lives in Arizona, and I think, you know, from what I hear, it's just been super competitive there as far as the way, way it works. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're you're hanging out at a bar and with your buddies drinking a beer, watching a game, and there's a good-looking girl coming by all the time from the various sports books trying to get you signed mm-hmm. up. And she 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 makes yeah. money. She signs <laughs> you up. You get a bonus and so on. You know, my brother's yeah. told me that, you know, he's working all the bonuses, which is what you do. So let's just say, hypothetically, there's 10 operating online books in Arizona. If you're somebody who's wanting to max out your benefits, you've got accounts with all 10 of them, right? Because you wanted to get your $100 sign-on bonus. So now you got 10 active accounts. You could either kind of cull it down to one or two, or you could keep them all active. And if you kind of had a central monitoring or place to kind of keep it all, like your app, that would be pretty great. And then especially if, I mean, for me as a better, thousand percent i want to make sure that you know if the line is minus seven i want to see if anybody out there might possibly have it at six and a half before i bet it at seven and and, and i don't want to go on 10 different web pages to find out exactly exactly so that's where we see this being a really powerful tool for active betters because it's exactly what you said you wake up one day with seven or eight accounts and you're like what the hell do i do with this now you can track them all in one place. And then we're going to turn on the betting functionality where you could actually you know, be trading in and out of your bets. Where we see this all going in the long, long run, um, obviously you have to navigate regulatory, but basically being like the price router for you. So you tell us you want the Knicks tonight. 
and we'll just get you the best price on it across all of our partners. And you don't even have, you can kind of become like sportsbook agnostic as a better. You just want to get the best price, right? Because you don't really care whether you place it at one book, one book versus the other at, at the end of the day. Um, so we can become this kind of central hub for your betting activity. And, um, and that's where we see it all going. And then we're also monetizing off signing people up for the sports books. Like we are a licensed affiliate, just like those girls that came up to you at the bar. Um, there are licensed affiliates. They get paid to sign people up for the sports books. We get paid to sign people up for our partners as well. So that's another part of our business model that we can monetize not only the trading fees, but also the, the sports books lineups too. Do you have competitors out there that are trying to do the part of it that we were just talking about, which is somehow aggregating all of your accounts in one place? There are a couple of startups out there. Uh, we actually know a few of them uh, personally too that are that are going after that. Um, I think it's a really needed use case. Um, so we actually, you know, we're friendly with with them as well. Um, but yeah, no one's really doing it at mass scale yet. So I think it's it's uh, it's a good opportunity actually. But I know whenever you talk about wager wire, you're talking primarily about the ability to to sell your 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 best. Right. So, so I assume that means that that's where you think you know your secret sauce is and and where your most upside from a revenue potential is. Exactly. So we're that's where we don't really view ourselves as a bet tracker in the long run. You know, those companies that are just focused on that. I actually think we're going to end up selling bets through those apps too. Because also what, what we've shown with the secondary market is that you don't need a casino license to be to do a secondary market sale. The bet already existed. So we're really just facilitating the trade between a buyer and a seller that are both registered with the sportsbook. Um, they were actually talking to some of those bet tracking companies about putting a little secondary market right inside their apps. And then we could split the fees together and it could be a way for us to both get uh, you know more distribution and, and revenue that way. So um, in order to put the two people together, you're saying that is not a, a sports uh, sports betting. It doesn't make you a sports yeah. betting uh, site. That's right. That's facilitating right. two people getting together when they do the actual deal. What about that? Isn't that, wouldn't that be considered an actual sports, a sale of a sports wager? So the, um, it's not really considered a placing of a wager because the rules are just written very specifically. Frankly, they weren't anticipating this business model, I think, when they wrote the rules. So it's very specifically written that like creating a new bet, underwriting that risk in the system, that's that's what being a sports book is. And so we're really aren't that when you think about it, right? We're just creating this marketplace between users. Uh, and then look, we also are, we are a registered vendor though. We do have to get our, cause we are a technology supplier to the sports books. So that's how we're viewed. Uh, we integrate with their technology. We give them this new feature. So we, we have to get right. Re- we are regulated. We have to get licensed in every state, but it's not a full blown casino license. So what are you actually doing I, before I, you know, I was using DraftKings and FanDuel just as easy, you know, you know, placeholders for, you know, for what, whatever company, but Mm-hmm. let's just say it was DraftKings. What what are you actually providing for DraftKings if you're giving them this feature of allowing people to sell their bet? In other words, why couldn't they just do it on their own? Yeah, they really just don't have the bandwidth to do something uh, creative like this on their own. Like they are all, they're all ears for good ideas, but their roadmaps are very tight. They have limited product bandwidth. They're making these kind of buy versus build decisions all the time. So they would rather partner up with someone who specializes in a core competency like this, make it really easy for them to just plug and play. Um, and so the, 
you know, the parallel to it is all, that's been going through the industry is also um, like micro betting with Simple Bet. Simple Bet is a B2B company. They're a data provider that feeds into the sports books and says they do the next play betting. Like, is LeBron going to make the free throw? Is the next pitch going to be a fastball or a curveball? Um, and so they've shown, you know, they, they specialized in that. And then the sports books would rather just partner with you than try to build it themselves. So we're really just on that same path here. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned some of the books are already offering it, except it's, it's, it's the buying it back model, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, those books that are doing that, are they also buying them back potentially at a profit for the better? So in your situation with, with the Reds bet, that they would buy your your twenty dollar bet back for a hundred bucks or what have you? Yeah, exactly. Like in, they, the price they offer fluctuates with the with the odds, but they're cutting themselves in a huge vig, even more so than like the normal vigs of the minus one ten, um, because there's a, there's not really it's not really clear what your bet is worth to most people. So we study it very closely. They're on that bet value calculator I talked about. You can actually type in your cash out offer. And it'll calculate like how much of a ripoff it is. Basically, um, we see deals as low as twenty-five cents on the dollar. Sometimes high end is seventy-five cents on the dollar of what your bet is usually worth. Um, so they are offering it. And then we, when we talk to the books, though, we aren't trying to compete with cash out. I think in a user's decision tree, it's take the cash out, sell it now, take the instant money, or post it on the marketplace and try your chances at getting more for it. Um, so we actually think of this as kind of like the evolution of cash out, that this is a market-based system for it. So um, don't they call it exchange wagering when you got players playing against players? Yeah, there are exchanges too, which is a little bit different. There's actually nuanced. It's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but um, yeah. There, well, yeah, let, let's talk about that for a second, because that seems to me, from my perspective, to be the same thing. Basically, you're matching up two, two players that want to bet with each other, or essentially, or I'm going to buy your bet from you. Is mm -hmm. what you're setting up. Um, what's setting up these exchange wagers is that, hey, everybody, I'd like to take the Dolphins minus seven. Who wants the other side? Right. Right. Exactly. And that basically gets to it. So we're very similar in that the functionality for the user, they can jump in and out of their bets. Now you can sell like on those exchanges, you can take the sell side. Uh, but the difference is what you got to in your example is that's creating a new bet. You know, I'm saying I would take the Dolphins. You're saying I don't think the Dolphins win this weekend. And we actually meet in the middle and we create a new bet. And so that actually does uh, trip them into being considered a sports book. So they need casino licenses. They have to get access agreements in every state. They have to silo liquidity in every state because of the Wire Act. So, you know, from the user's perspective, it is similar. Um, but from a business perspective, it's very different. Like we don't have to have those expensive casino licenses. We're a much more capital efficient model. And I just think actually, um, a more attractive lane to be in because we're not, we're also partnering with those sports, with the main sports books, as opposed to trying to fight them, mm -hmm. where I think those exchange models are basically arguing, like, don't bet with FanDuel, bet with us. We're bringing the same functionality right to the sports books. <coughs> Excuse me. So where are we on <clears throat> exchange wagering? in the US. Is it up and live in a handful of states? It is. Yeah. So there's a couple of good companies working on it, actually. Sport Trade, Profit Exchange. Um, then there's also some some really big ones internationally, like Betfair and Smartkits and others too. Um, so right. Bet, Betfair is part of the same, is part of Flutter, right? 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, and that's FanDuel. So we know that FanDuel obviously has the capability to implement this in the U.S., but have they? No, they've actually not, uh, which is actually interesting. I think it goes to some of those drawbacks of the primary exchange model that I just brought up. They they basically decided it's not worth it for them to bring Betfair into the U.S. right now because every state you have to have an exchange in every state. You can't pool liquidity. You have it uses another license. It uses another skin for them. So, but at the at the end of the day, they could come and turn it on at any time if they if they see that it's worth it to them. Um, so, have you ever been uh, been able to have access and pretend you're a player on Betfair and see exactly what these these bet exchanges look like compared to place in a regular yeah. bet yeah honestly they try to mimic a normal experience usually as much as they can like you you're just kind of seeing that grid of the over under and the money line and the spread but the prices are much better because you're getting you're not you know you're not dealing with the sportsbook vig so it's usually minus 105 instead of minus 110 things like that um now sport trade is doing something different where they're actually trying to change the ui and um just do it out of like a one to 100 model, um, which is kind of interesting. But I think that there is just like a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an extra learning curve for the exchanges. And, and then like kind of circling back to what I said from a, from a business perspective, I think there's some serious dropbacks to those models, but um, they, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking, it just made me th- just made me think about Craigslist for some reason that you know all started basically for free, but people just putting you just putting something up there and seeing if anybody wants it, right? right and right, and right. Craigslist really wasn't making any money off of it. I mean, couldn't there be a company that theoretically sets up an exchange where everybody's just posting up there what the, what they want to offer and see if they buy it? And and there theoretically is no vig. Now you just have to say, okay, well then how is this site making any money? But there is other ways to make money. I mean, advertising or what have you, but, uh, or, or maybe just a subscription where, Hey, I'm paying a hundred bucks a month to have access to this marketplace. Yeah. I think, I mean, I like where your head is going. I think that's almost inevitable is that fees come down over time in exchange type businesses. You saw that with the stock market apps where, they went from $9.99 a trade to $5.99 a trade. And then one day Robinhood just like blew up the whole thing and said, we're going zero fee trading. But there's there's asterisks on that, right? Like they do charge you to trade options and they do have other premium features that, and things like that. So yeah, uh, well, you know, it went all online compared to all these brick and mortars. And I would make the same comparison to sports books. It's like, okay, I get it when the sports book is at the Mirage and it's all these large screen TVs and all these guys behind the counter and this and that, there's a big expense to putting this on. So mm-hmm. your 110 to win hundred kind of makes sense to me. But now when you've got way more volume, all of it online, theoretically mm-hmm. th- that VIG should come down at some point. Um, so I guess, and for, it, go yeah. ahead. I do think, I think we're going to be kind of driving that actually to some extent too. I think market efficiency, you're basically talking about just this like gravitational force of market efficiency that happens over time. And, you know, sports betting had been bottled up for so long until five years ago with Paspa getting overturned that I just think that we're in, we're still in the early days where VIGs are, you know, spreads are really wide, VIGs are really high, but I totally agree. I think this comes down over time. Um, there's even sophisticated financial players that are jumping in. There's hedge funds that have trading desks that trade and market make on these different exchanges. So 
there's starting to be some real, um, you know, smart, like quant players that are jumping in and, and you're going to definitely see those spreads close over time. Where are they right now? Since again, we don't have it. Well, you're in California too, but you know, I, I don't really get to see them. Do you know, are they all at 110 to 100 or a lot of them offering 108, 107, et cetera? Most of the big sports books aren't moving off the 110. I mean, you'll sometimes see minus 115 on both sides and minus 120 because uh, they sometimes get a little uh, get a little piggish. But um, you know, what about even baseball? Because baseball was always notorious for them being you know uh, 10 cent lines, 105 to 100. Yeah. Well, look, different operators are also taking different strategies. Some are going for having the sharpest lines, and they're going to attract people that are more price sensitive. Others are just spending more money on marketing and are just trying to get people in the door that maybe aren't even, don't even know what a minus 110 is. Um, so there's kind of different strategies across the board, but um, I think you're starting to see people wake up a little bit more and start to be a little more price sensitive. And I, I think in WagerWire, like we want to be part of that journey for people where when they first get into sports betting, they're just, you're just learning what the terminology is. Uh, we have content and educational material for that. And then we can help you kind of through your betting journey, get sharper and sharper and start to be more price sensitive, you know, get all the bonuses at all your books and then shop across them for the best prices. Think just like kind of basic best practices like that. We can kind of help help guide people. And then we have the nice advantage of we don't profit off your losses the same way a casino does. Right. There's this inherent conflict of interest with sports books providing content that's supposed to be educational, but then you're actually betting against them. So whereas we just want volume, right? We don't really care whether your bet wins or loses. We actually, we'd love for your bet to win. So you have a good experience and you come back. Um, we just want volume and trades. So we don't, we aren't going against our users the same way. So we don't have that conflict of interest and we can be more of an objective source of truth for people. Yeah, we're, we're your advisor. We're your partner. We're holding your hand through the process. We're taking you to the various books, getting you helping you get signed up, get your bonuses mm -hmm. and, 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 and good luck. and. And we're going to help you try to win once you're up there. That's exactly right. And that's actually pretty powerful. It's been powerful on social media for us to be able to say that because there is this distrust a lot of times of like the big casinos and the big sports books. And we can actually try to fill that void. Well, and, and in fact, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up, but some of the, um, uh, what do you call the referral fees when you're referring somebody? Oh yeah, the affiliate fees. The affili affiliate yeah. is the word I'm looking for. Aren't I correct that some of these affiliates actually do get a percentage of the players' losses? <laughs> there are, yeah, that is possible to do. Uh, we're on the CPA flat rate model, uh, so but you're right. There are some sport, there are some companies out there that do get a share of their forever losses, basically over the players. Yeah. Right. So wager wire is very clear. We don't win when you lose, right? That's right. That's right. We're sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll encourage everybody then to download WagerWire uh, from your app store on your phone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We're in public beta right now. So download it, play around, sync your sports books in, download any books you don't have, check out the content. You have your little profile in there. You can see your stats and you can start to see, you know, maybe you're better at futures or parlays or game lines and start to get a little smarter. Uh, and then, yeah, stick around and we'll have real money trading uh, relatively soon as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Zach, really appreciate you coming on. Zach Doctor, co-founder, CEO of WagerWire. Thanks for coming on. Double Down with Breslow. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Take care.
I want you to smash that like button. <laughs> In a world where secrets have consequences and lies can't be hidden forever, immerse yourself in the gripping new thriller No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Join Wall Street hedge fund manager Travis Carmichael as he delves deeper into a web of corruption and conspiracy, finding himself entangled in a high-stakes game where souls are at stake, and trust is a luxury he can't afford. Critics and readers can't get enough of this heart-pounding page-turner, calling it a masterfully crafted suspense novel that will leave you breathless. No Lie Lives Forever is a masterfully crafted thriller that will leave you guessing until the very end. With its intricate plot twists and unforgettable characters, this is a must-read for fans of suspense and mystery. From the mind of acclaimed author Todd M. Schoenberger comes a novel that will challenge your perceptions and keep you turning the pages late into the night. Critics and readers alike can't get enough of No Lie Lives Forever. It's been hailed as a gripping roller coaster ride, a true page-turner that will leave you breathless. Don't miss your chance to uncover the truth. Immerse yourself in the suspenseful world of No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Available now on Amazon and at finer bookstores near you.